Unheard. Episode 50. Welcome back. Welcome back, baby. Want you to celebrate me like I'm dead already. Like this crown up on my head is heavy. Put my picture in the dictionary next to legendary. Swear I'm raising every bar, and it's like they never ready. They throwing dirt up on my name like I'm already buried. Graveyard shifts till they put me in the cemetery. Until then, I'm getting better every January, and it's very scary. 2020 vision's never blurry. I keep on dropping all these juices like I'm in a hurry. Swear to God, I'm never worried. That's how you live the misery twice You see, that right there is like the greatest advice You see, it's a few things that I noticed in life Like the fact that everybody got a vice and a price Favorite moment through 50 episodes, go Favorite moment mm. Vance, favorite moment through 50 episodes, go Um, Probably Chance getting the entire party mobile Weekend after hours competition wrong <clears throat> but it happens to the best of us it really it really set the tone of chances uh, his, his takes, takes that's, what that's I was not saying. true he was so confident <laughs> what party mobile. You, you said that party mobile was going to be the better album that he was he was the one that was hyping up he was the one getting ready dropping singles that you were satisfied with <laughs> and then what happened he dropped two pack of ass that's not true party two pack mobile. of ass I still stand we don't need to address mobile. it. We don't need to address it. But, but we don't need to address that. Let's see. My favorite moment through 50 episodes probably has to be uh, Vance on the verge of tears defending Don Tolliver that one episode. All-time classic episode. <clears> in my <throat> nah, that was crazy. Nah, my f- I, don't, I, don't know how, I don't know how me I don't know how me and Chance got him out of it, but <laughs> Vance was ready to fight both Chance and I over Don Tolliver. <laughs> now, my favorite moment is anytime we get a nigga Taj like him, me and Vance go, go, to, go to destroying that nigga, and then Taj has to get in ultimate defense mode. Those are my the, favorite uh, McDonald's, moments. The McDonald's episode was definitely a classic. Fortnite but, um, 2. Really, any Travis Taj fandom? Yeah. All right, you can revisit Unheard's greatest hits on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Don't know how we got there, but Google Podcasts and any other podcast streaming outlet. Unheard Podcast. Go but, fuck with us. Go fuck with us on the social. Unheard Podcast 1 on Twitter. Unheard Podcast on Instagram. We turning up every Wednesday if you know. Come back. But uh, I, I guess I guess we'll start with probably the biggest news of the week. Been v- relatively quiet. Unfortunately. I hate talking about this but, stuff. Um, I hate it. What 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 should I call her? Dominican. Dominican. Mommy, I know black. Dominican hip hop R and B act. Danny Lay is under a lot of um backlash, if you will, for a song that she recently <clears throat> released and then uh, took down. She didn't release it. Called, quote unquote, Yellow Bone. Was it just a snippet? Yeah, it was just a trailer. Snippet. Whatever. But she gets on Triller. Triller. She's playing her new track, Yellow Bone. And if you know anything about her, she's with a, a dark skinned man known as The Baby. Um, so she, people she saw a, this she as. She called him a chocolate man. She called him a chocolate Wait, man. Give me a chance, chance to give me a countdown. Three, two, one, so I can insert the snippet of the song right Three, here. two, one. Yellow bone is what he wants. What he wants. Yellow bone is what he wants. What he wants. Yellow, what do you want? What do you want? Yellow, 
Releases this song and I think I think the primary lyric that caught people's attention was that he wants a yellow bone. She says something along those lines. So you can see how the Twitter warriors and uh, all the social justice people who are doing great work by connecting <laughs> social justice. This what D Ray this what D Ray got D Ray mad. All the all the social justice warriors are doing God work God's work on Twitter and Instagram, voicing their opinions. Uh, and all the injustices that people are facing. So, uh, thank you guys for all your hard work and, and contributions. What is your you, point? You, you don't go unnoticed, point? but they brought this to the attention of the masses that that this was perhaps a colorist anthem. Um, how do you feel about it, fellas? One for one, I think the song was terrible in its own right. I think it deserved like that's when I first saw. It. I saw it getting killed just for the song being trash. Like you guys heard the snippet. It was just a terrible whisper song. And then, like an hour later, people are like, "Not only is this song trash, but it's also colors." So she had like that was no. So you think if it would have been a little better, if the song was better, it would have been received more well. Taj has a point because this is my question: the social justice warriors they they pick and choose, right? So the social justice people, although I I I really appreciate the great work that they're doing on Twitter and and Instagram (laughs) by by bringing all these things to our attention, but not doing anything about it in real life. While I appreciate it. Most backhanded compliment. Mulatto, her name's literally Mulatto. That's a slur. They tried a getting. They racist, tried. They tried. They tried getting her out. A little. They ra- did. Uh, no, they didn't try to get her out. She said she would change it. Uh, this name change is akin to them saying they were gonna put Harriet Tubman on a twenty dollar bill. I don't see it happening no time soon. So, when I look at that, and I'm about to bring up something else, but I can't remember. But when I look at that. I could see why people are upset. The song was inappropriate. Why are we making colorist anthems in 2021? After the year we just had, bad timing, and because of it, Danny's late career is canceled. It was already on a burner. It was already in the dirt because her team, her PR team, is paying shade room to have on every post. Forget her PR team. That's just the baby. Like He just has her phone at this point. I feel like anybody with close proximity proximity to the baby is just... you're. You're destined for disaster. Like your career is going on straight decline. I don't appreciate you putting this on the baby. While we do kill him a lot on this podcast for his repetitive music, I don't think are you this is a on social him. justice warrior now. Like you're defending the baby, or what? Or you're a the baby stand? Which one right now? I'm defending the baby because I don't like attacking innocent people. I don't like bringing innocent people into the crossfire. He is. He, he is. Defend the baby's is. appearance on um throat god music video of him sliding down semen. Wait, wait, Taj. Throat wait, God. We got, what? We got, we got, we got, uh, yeah, nah, I did see that. <laughs> was it called? You talking about Throat Baby? Taj, I think Taj is I didn't watch the whole right video. Now. I did see the snippet, though, and that was wild. That was they had that man snowboarding. They had. I could not last five seconds of that. That was, edit he was wasn't crazy. Snowboarding. He was sperm boating. Sperm, sperm boarding. Sperm boarding. Anyway. Semen, semen boarding. <clears throat> How you even let that come out? All right, you can go back to it. I'm sorry. The baby. There's he is the one who supposedly wanted the yellow bone. Now, do you think he ghost wrote that lyric? No. Does he I have a writing credit on this song? This sounds like typical Danny Lee music, which if you oh, heard see, I'm music, not a fan. I didn't know you were a fan. It's not good. It's not good. You I'm not a all, fan. It's not. Oh, good. you've you've heard the disc, her discography. 
I only have to hear a few to know it's not good. It's not good music. But it's okay. There's a place for everybody in the industry. So did you hear her apology? Did you accept her apology? It was a half-ass apology. Yeah, course. she definitely no, came it on. Was a terrible it was, apology. It was, it was. It was. It was. It was a funny apology. Pretty cringy, insincere. Uh, first of all, she gets on there with box braids, so you know the social justice warriors was not having that. She hops on there with box braids, right? And then, and then what made it even funnier? A snippet was going around about how like she was getting these tans or whatever because she was like pale white, like white white. But you know, you know what the celebrities do to Kardashians, Ariana Grande, you know the works. But anyway, so the apology, it was definitely half-hearted, half-assed. I mean, the most striking part of the apology was definitely her talking about she don't see color, but made a song called Yellow Bone with the hook saying he wants a yellow bone. Here's some of the highlights from the apology. Danny Lay said, quote, I never looked at me as I'm better than somebody because of my skin tone. I see brown-skinned women flaunt their skin all the time in music. Why can't I talk about mine? Strike one. Uh, she said, I'm a yellow bone in my <laughs> That's already that's what I am. Too. No, that's already a second strike. <laughs> not, hey, not her just say that's her identity? As a yellow bone. That's what I'm saying. That's, she said, that's who I am. <laughs> so it wasn't something that I looked at so deeply, which I can't see why people will take it deeply. So I understand, and I'm sorry that I wasn't sensitive to this topic when I wrote my comment. Why are you guys taking this so personal? Because it can be a personal thing to certain people. Because colorism is a real thing. So I do get it, but I'm not that. I'm not a Wait. colorist. I'm not a racist. I date a whole chocolate man. Insert the baby. Not her calling three. him chocolate. <laughs> strike two. That's strike two. You can't be making this apology video about colorism. There's so many red flags. Man, chocolate. I have beautiful dark skinned friends. Strike four. Skin isn't something I even see. Strike five. It's not something that I look at. Strike six. I don't live for the internet because people don't know me. So that's why I thought, okay, from there, she's just doing a basic apology thing. But there was a total of like six strikes. She struck out she twice said, in this one two-minute apology video. I know r- colorism is real, but I'm not that. <laughs> that's a crazy bar. Like, It's the fact that she admitted to doing things that were colorist. Said, I know it's real. But what I did, and I just said I did, wasn't it couldn't it. be that. Even though y'all said it is, like, there's no way. I promise, <laughs> there's no way. I just I'm don't not know. That. I mean, Vance, maybe you can give some more insight. But when you're signed to a major label, do people like green light your releases, or are you pretty much just allowed to drop? I mean, as, as far as singles go, I know albums is probably a more formal process about getting that approved and when you're gonna drop it and all that shit. But singles, I mean, the thing for. Well, let me, I'll let you finish my phone. Go ahead. Does it go through like an A&R or, or, or does somebody decide, yeah, we're going to drop this? Definitely. The thing is with the Triller, you can use any audio, I think, which is why so many artists like previewing music through Triller because it doesn't even it doesn't have to be a song that's already out. You feel me? Um, I think you might be able to do the same thing in TikTok, like create a sound. I'm not sure, though. Anyway, <clears throat> if she just recorded this in her own crib and then kind of cooked this up and put this on the trailer, and she just went out sad. That's really, really unfortunate. Now, if this is a whole label-backed thing, which I wouldn't be surprised at, then, I mean, she's also going out pretty bad. She just brings other people down with her at that point in a, in a marketing budget. Um, but I'd be surprised if the song comes out. Did she make an official statement in the apology saying that she's going to scrap the song or anything? I'm sure the song is getting Yeah, the apology... 
an apology. She said um, this wasn't even an official song I released. It was just something I recorded a while ago. And that day I was wearing a yellow wig and I decided to. Oh, no. But not the yellow wig. (laughs) Come on, Danny Lay. Come on. But yeah, it doesn't it's seem like, like somebody her, um, label is throwing her any like um, lifelines. Uh, she signed a Warner Music Group. Warner Music Group artist Chica, who we've played on this podcast, um, like went at her, said, this is a terrible, terrible response to valid criticism. No shade. As a black woman, you should be more aware, more than aware of colorism and why this song wouldn't sit well with a black audience. It doesn't feel good having a billion people at your neck, but it's not about being canceled. It's about taking accountability. Nah, she's canceled. You know That's how what I'm saying. Is it safe to say so if... The baby didn't check her. Is it safe to say he's also just as disconnected from? The Why you say the baby ain't checked her? The baby posted. The baby posted it on Instagram at the same time. I don't know. He's I mean, just as disconnected. This is my point. This nigga is not a rap three artist. Yellow hearts. Apparently, apparently though, what happened was what the track was. What had happened was. This is my hypothesis. I'm hypothesizing that this was a diss track aimed at the baby's baby mother. Who, for whatever reason, people claim that the baby still wants to be with. She's a, a dark-skinned woman. Right? So and a lot of people of are saying that this beef. was aimed at her. So I think that just adds more flame to the fire. I think that's what makes this come full circle. Because it seems as though this was specifically targeted as almost a diss track. You feel me? It would be one sense. thing if this just she came out, this came out, out. And it was like, alright, I really didn't know. Even though after the year we just had, it's unacceptable. It's one thing if that was going on. But with the fact that she's been running around with the baby, you feel me? And the baby has a dark-skinned baby mother that he's still affiliated with. You do the math. <laughs> you just did the math for us. Why, why are you telling us to do the math? You do the math. I just set up the problem for you. You finished the equation. You feel me? But that's my two cents. All right, with Danny Danny Lay apparently being canceled, this goes back on what we thought 2021 was going to be, which was the canceling of cancel culture. Cancel culture seemed to be dead, but now we don't know anymore with cancel culture. Uh, we saw Trump pardon Kodak Black and Lil Wayne, and all fans kind of did not cancel them at all. They were pretty happy. They didn't even cancel Trump. They were championing Trump for the second. So do you guys still see cancel culture and music as a thing, or is it, or is it bad? Or is it done? Or does it only apply to colorism? Or do people pick and choose like chances? I don't know what cancel culture is. Because people pick and choose. Like, I, I ain't going to lie. The only two niggas that I've seen be erased. Erased from the industry. <laughs> is Bill Cosby. And that's because that motherfucker old and nobody from this when generation <laughs> thinks he's relevant. Right? He was erased. And R. Kelly. Even though in some circles R. Kelly is still Both played. But imprisoned. For the most part. He has been erased. Like, ain't no more cookout R. Kelly. I ain't heard him at, I ain't been in no cookout since Corona, but I ain't heard him. So, those are the only two niggas that I know that's been completely canceled. Can y'all, can y'all reference any other examples? Yeah, some random ones. Shameek Moore got canceled because he said Rosa Parks should have taken an Uber. Oh, I remember that. Daniel Caesar, maybe? <laughs> they quietly got Daniel Caesar out of here. <laughs> that Shameek Moore quote is hilarious. He said an Uber. <laughs> Not even a taxi, like as if they had Uber in the fifties. But yeah, they quietly he has no concept of what the past is. They quietly got Daniel Caesar out of here too, 
Even though I can't. I think hold he you. got himself out here. I think he said cancel me. That's a fact. I think he wanted. I don't think he gave a fuck. That last project is a little, it's a little fire though. I can't. I don't Not a little wanna. fire. It is fire. I ain't cancel him. That's what <laughs> a, all the birds could do. What y'all want? I didn't give a shit. But, but um, that's just me. I don't know. I think I think cancel culture is gonna be. I don't think it's gonna go any further than it went these last two years. I don't think. Unless there's some super malicious shit going on, um, which there is, of course. I don't want to act like there isn't, but un- un- unless that gets unearthed, I don't see anybody getting drastically canceled. Like, Sada Baby is still making music. How have the Kardashians not been canceled if cancel culture really exists? All the sh- cancelable shit they've done. Fetishized black men. Um, you They're know. white. I don't think white people. I don't think white people get canceled. Once you cross a certain threshold, it's nearly So impossible. let me ask you something. You bring up an interesting point. White people like, don't get Travis, canceled, but can, black folks do. No, and no. Black folks are the pioneers and engineers of the culture. It's because, because well, I don't, man, you're about to make me say something I don't want to say. But black people, I feel like it's, it's all within the audience. Like, white people, Travis Scott can't get canceled because he has white fans that don't care about cancel culture is my point. If you have somebody Which goes to my point of like once you cross a certain threshold, exactly. you can no longer be canceled. We're saying the same thing. If you have an audience full of black fans and you do some shit that all the black fans aren't going to be on board with, like you say some shit to offend black people, then of course you're going to get canceled. But if you have an audience of white fans and you say some shit to offend black people, half the white people are probably going to agree with you, and the other half aren't even going to know what was wrong with the statement. So. They're still gonna turn you on at the frat party next weekend and still go up. So I don't know. As as long as there's new artists coming up, people are gonna want to see them fall. I think we see this on the internet very common. I mean, very often. Uh, the internet bigs people up and then just kind of tears them down. It's kind of happening with AOC right now. Super random, but. Alicia, Alicia, something Cortez, O Cortez, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Okay, her. What what happened with her? Well, no, this this is not political podcast. We they're just making they're just making memes about her a lot now, um, like with like slight backhanded kind of comments, um, and like undertones in the meme, um, even though she was everybody's fan favorite on Twitter like less than a year ago. But that's irrelevant. Just making a little comparison. So let me ask you something. Is cancel culture overall, is it productive? Or is it kind of meaningless? Or is it something I, else? I think it's always misguided anger. like, And that's not... It's hard to, I feel like, guide anger with a large group of people. Especially on the internet where misinformation spreads like wildfire. But I feel like... Most of the anger and energy that goes towards canceling people could go towards something more specific that would be more rooted in their issue with the artist or I don't know. I just I feel like so much of this shit is either without fact or without grounding or it's just complete misguided energy, but mostly a waste of time for me. I hope this doesn't get me canceled or get unheard canceled. I think. I'll I'll try to save on her. I think cancel culture usually has good intentions of like this person did a bad thing. Let's get them out of here. 
but at the same time, I don't think uh, cancel culture weighs weights. Like it's a very brash, like sudden. I heard this from this from this source that I didn't check. Fuck this person. And it's like, all right, now you like ruining the credibility of what could have been a powerful like source to keep people accountable. Like I think that's cancel what kind of hurt cancel culture. But I also like. I just don't think it works, period, because especially in music, like we saw this with uh, 6 9 like, as long as you're talking about somebody, you're doing them, like, a service, like, you're giving them clout, and, like, we saw this with 6 9 just do as many stupid things as possible, and people are like, fuck him, fuck him, <laughs> and then at the end of the day, his numbers go crazy, so I think cancel culture and music just isn't going to work unless they do illegal shit, but I respect the good, um, good-mindedness. I can see where it's rooted from. For the most part. No, I, I think you brought up a good point with the misinformation part. Like, a lot of times, like, niggas will get canceled and, like, niggas don't even know the story. It's just, like, I heard from some nigga who probably, like, don't even know that so-and-so did this. And it's like, all right, now we got to cancel. And it's just like, come on. But two, it's just like, what is canceling somebody, like, I don't know. Like what? What does it do? Financially like, speaking, I don't know of anybody who's been successfully canceled because I've heard from a lot of people that that's the goal. That oh, we're supposed to run their pockets dry if we all stop streaming their music. But these niggas don't even make money off streams, so stop the streaming of their music does nothing <laughs> for their money money flow. That's my only thing with the cancel culture is that. And of course, it's the internet, so nothing is ever going to be completely thorough. But I need it to be thorough if I'm going to take it fully serious. On Especially top of with that, accusations. Though, it seems as though the point of cancel culture is to correct the behavior, right? So I don't think like that if shit a child, works either. If a child fuck up, you ain't just gonna cancel them, like, or you ain't gonna <laughs> just banish them, like you gonna you gonna be like, all right, you you deserve to be punished, but you hope that the behavior changes or that your other children don't do the shit. So I don't know. I was never part of, of, of the cancel culture. But I don't think I ever canceled anyone. Who was the closest to canceling? Yeah, I never tried to cancel anybody. It's just them people like the unless you just did some fucked up shit, like it's just them people don't affect me like what they doing in their personal lives don't affect me enough to like quote unquote cancel them like I don't cancel that people. I just, won't, I just won't fuck with somebody. Like That's what Octavian, I'm saying. Octavian, the UK artist who uh, was like beating his girl on, his ex on, what's his name, on IG, and like she had scars all over her face and then like was yelling on all types of crazy shit. Like, okay, I'm just not going to listen to your music. But or I'm not going to follow what you're doing anymore. I'm just not going to fuck with you overall as like a fan anymore. I'm not a fan of you anymore, so I'm just going to stop following you. That's what I'm I saying, don't but I don't know if that's canceling. Like I'm not going to like I don't know. That's what I'm saying. There has to be some type of like intense fandom or like just bigger than life kind of I don't know what I'm trying to get at, but I'm saying that like you have to like care enough to even for that person to even be canceled so like r kelly was a big was a big figure because obviously he run deep in the black community like every cookout we two-stepping to a fucking feeling single or whatever all the hot songs he had but when he went out and did the fuck shit he's like all right 
Like we can't no longer play well, this nigga. He's been doing the. He's been doing the. He's been doing it for a while. <laughs> Our parents have been dancing for a while. Known. <laughs> I guess when niggas finally got together after the Gail King interview, it was like, yeah, let's just let's just end it all. And that I was. I feel like that. the old folks are still playing him, though. To be honest. I mean, it it, it don't work. If, if, it, look, if you don't agree with what an artist is doing, just don't listen. And I respect it. That's my thing. But. You know who you should listen to? My unheard artist. I've got a UK, a Vance. I don't even know Vance fucks with this guy, but I'm going to assume Vance fucks with him. This is Unknown T. This is his track. Uh, Slap piece for a techno watch, but I'm able to bust that down. Nine gang circle around. Mm-hmm. Rise up the ting and brow. We crash on pets 4 4 in the back. Let's ding right round. Slap piece for a techno watch, but I'm able to bust that down. No way, we don't do no square routes. Nine gang circle around. On my block, there's a team meeting to my young boy circle around. In my luck, if the ting don't sneeze, don't care if it's a piece, I'm blocking it down. Don't flex and chill with the ops, then think that everything Chris slap brown. Nine boys pop up with skanks both sides, no trace, and we're lurking your town. You don't know about stress on a ride with us I'm a ride holding my waist and fidget And if we brought up slap bills in a skeng Reverse it back and then wig it I'm speaking facts, I don't chat shit when the trap man live it They they booted your mumsies yard All now that sun didn't chip in All of my favourite pagans locked in a walk Now I'm beefing clowns and chickens Back then I was young with a smith and so I ain't gotta prove no points Real gangsters don't need to talk about drillings I made some cake to my name This paper attracted a load of women I'm a natural tug so the ladies love how I'm winning Feds took gold for the waps, that's a big expense Now half of my team on the bench It's sad cause the old boys think they got booters One time they ain't been bent Listen, free chapel, we went in the band All plotting things is immense Ops get water daily, damn man circle around And you're gonna get drenched, splash wet back, we're back Jordan Woods, right. busted challenge <laughs> Chance high topic we got all right. I, I'm glad you said it. I'm glad you questioned it in that voice. Uh, Vance has his um industry shit with Vance Thomas. I don't have my segment yet, but in episode 50, we're establishing Chance's segment. For those who don't know, me and Chance have lived together for the last two years, and like once, probably every other day, Chance would just walk up to me high and introduce some random ass topic that he never remembered. Why are you exposing me the next hour? <laughs> But Chance did that this past weekend, and it was something that was like a pretty interesting topic. He was said Taj, no, he was like Taj Money. In five years, we're not gonna recognize none of this rap shit. And I was like, me, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I tried to walk away, but he just kept going. He was like, we got the Killer Roy's in a whole bunch of years. Just gonna be everybody just making music for kids and. <laughs> <laughs> And then I tried to write off what Chance said, but it like stuck with me. And I thought it was interesting. And I was like, yeah, rap needs a deep cleanse. Like, and by deep cleanse, I mean, I gave him the example of like Jay-Z's death of auto-tune in like whatever year that was. That shit didn't kill auto-tune like, though. Come on. Let me let me finish the setup. <laughs> <laughs> Chance was like, nobody, Chance was like, but who gonna do that this year? And I was like, <laughs> it has to be a big person. And he was like, he can't be Drake because Drake takes part in it. And I was like, okay. Then I said it can't be J. Cole because J. Cole has tried. And the niggas clown the fuck out He's too corny. And then I said the only person who can do it is the Kendrick. Equalizer. And high chance, high chance said no, Kendrick cannot do it because I don't know why he said Kendrick couldn't do it. But you just I don't think Kendrick cares enough to speak on it. And I also don't think niggas care about Kendrick like that. But Vance, deep cleanse of hip hop 2021. One, do you agree that rap needs a deep cleanse? And two, who do you think? Could I do just it? think we need a new Drake, and I honestly think it's Baby Keem. Um, that's my that's my complete personal opinion. 
I think we need him to just shit on niggas and then just he'll just the same way with Travis. Like Travis was a deep cleanse once he really took over. Cause I don't know Taj if you remember how many people had Travis's sound in 2014, 2015, and as soon as Rodeo dropped, like it was done for those niggas. Like unfortunately, it's really sad. Honestly, what happened? It was like yeah, this nigga Travis Scott just took the auto tune and happened to get way more famous than any of you will ever be. So you better switch up the sound, or else niggas are just going to call you Travis Scott. Um, But yeah, I think we're going to need something like that to where their sound is just so, it takes over such a big niche. Well, I guess it's not really a niche then, but it takes over such a, a large audience and such a large place in uh the space and the culture, I guess, but it has to be impact bigger than music, you know, it can't just be music, you have to have somebody that has crazy visuals, crazy merch, crazy tours, like, crazy social media impact, um, I think the deep cleanse is going to go a little bit more, or a little bit deeper than just, like, straight music quality, you know. So you think it has to be one artist who just leads by... I do, I think it has to be a a Thanos ass nigga with, like, the the finger snap and just get these niggas out of here. Kind of like we Ye need a new song. Like think, Ye did. Like you a need to times. focus. Exactly, you need to focus. Ye knows how to focus energy, like on him, and like he's just a genius. What's his name? Marketer. So I think you're gonna need to have an, a mind like that, but somebody who's young and brings like a refreshing kind of approach to Kanye's marketing mentality. If that makes sense. I brought this up because. Where they can just bring a bunch of attention to them. There won't even be XXL articles looking to talk to Kid Leroy's because everybody's going to want to talk about some shit that this person is doing. I don't think we've had anybody that viral in a while. I bring this up because if you've ever corresponded or been around or talked to an old head, then especially an old head that wants like hip hop, so a nigga... Let's say like a 45-year-old nigga that was in the pocket and big and all them other niggas when he was younger. What you notice is when you get around them in, the, in their old age is that... Why are you doing this audiobook voice? <laughs> He's really pondering. <laughs> this man really on an audible commercial right now. <laughs> I'm stroking my beard. What you notice is like old heads. Like I never met no old head for real that be listening to the day's music. Like if there was a big hip hop band back in the day, like it's either that hip hop or then moved on to another genre. Genre. Now they like in the fucking, I don't know, reggae or uh, R and B or some shit. And I'm saying that's what inevitably gonna happen to us because what hip hop looked like when we fell in love with it, and I would say probably you know the first artist I fell in love with was like Wayne. Yay, etc. But the niggas we really grew up with, the Drakes and the Kendricks and the Coles, like once they fade away and we get the Killer Roys and the, uh, who else is gonna dominate the, the music scene? That the young two 4K boy. Goldens, the Young Boys, etc., etc. I just feel like we're gonna be so alienated from the genre that it's no longer gonna be a thing that that we keep up with. That I think we just gonna move on. I think we just gonna get. Like we talked about earlier, like... It's starting for me, to be honest. That's what I'm saying. Like, with Travis Scott. No shade to Travis Scott, because that's really one of my favorite artists. Really grew up with Travis Scott. But it's kind of like, I feel like the 
the demographic he making music for, I'm almost like maturing out of it, like growing out of that type of music. What's and I feel like that's the type of music that that predominates hip hop, you know, at the moment. What's interesting about Travis is we actually just talked about him in my uh, marketing class for uh, music industry, and they were talking about how Travis just completely redefined this brand partnership shit when it comes to rap artists and really artists in general with the McDonald's and PlayStation stuff and the tour merch and how he's essentially going to be the next blueprint for how to do the rap stuff and people see his demographic and they see like I mean if it hasn't been already more evident that you have to appeal to a white audience to make crazy amounts of money then Travis is put it in front of your face because He's shown that that's just what you have to do. And I think like what Chance is saying, that you're going to have all these people making music for a demographic that's not, it's not rooted, like that demographic isn't going to be rooted in hip hop culture. It's just going to look different. I don't even know if you're going to be able to call it hip hop no that's more. That's what I'm saying. Um, it's just going to be something else entirely. But like you said, I'm already kind of starting to move on. And it's not even like, a, oh, I'm an old head. I'm getting to old for hip-hop i i think i'm not even gonna give rapper age the benefit of the doubt yeah i'm just gonna say that i feel like the bar is so low right now um and i f- i guess that is the typical old nigga take but um like i do hear glimpses of really good music like thug and his camp they make solid music and like i just mentioned baby keem they make solid music he makes solid music all the tde artists make solid music but I definitely find myself listening to more alternative music, producing R&B music to these days, like hip-hop. I don't know. It really just might be a young a young dude's game, especially now, like, you have niggas 15, 16 getting signed from Australia. Like, niggas can't keep up. That's what I'm saying. Like, the game is like... It's like TikTok, like 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 the ringtone game was at, at some point. Basically, but streaming has made it like literally. I'm I'm very I'm very glad you said the words. Right. It has made it. This is my exact. This is my exact take. The chance when he was high, and I'll say it again now that he's sober. But <laughs> <laughs> it was basically that hip hop is kind of like the earth. Like people are like we're destroying the earth, blah blah blah. Like no, we're not destroying the earth. The earth is going to always be here. It's going to rebuild itself. Like hip hop is going to rebuild itself. Like you could say the killer roars that are destroying it. It's going to rebuild itself. Like I mentioned, Jay Z death of auto tune, and he like has lyrics where he's saying, "Let's stop all that ringtone shit," and that ringtone shit died. <laughs> like within whether Vance, like whether you say it didn't or not, like I don't hear anybody making ringtones. Oh, the music. ringtones! I, th- I thought died. you were just talking about auto tune in general. Nigga, we had twenty twenty one. He had if, a bunch of your shit. Phone go he was off. like, "Let's stop all that singing." Like he he attacked a bunch of shit in that song. Like the lyrics are. If you go look at it, it's like okay, man, that nigga is fraud. But even like what Vance <laughs> said about how artists could do it, like think about where music was before my where hip hop was before my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Like shit was in a terrible space. Like some terrible projects were coming out. Like there was a few like good. There was Carter Three for the consensus. Like there was like probably one good one every. From there was Carter Three and Fifty Cent. From 07 to like twenty eleven, twenty twelve. Yeah, no, it was uh, no, twenty eleven. No, sorry, oh seven to twenty ten. And I view my beautiful dark twisted fantasy as that like rebirth of. I actually had this conversation with my shout out Max uh, Max Reed. We had this conversation about how like my beautiful dark twisted fantasy was like a rebirth of like hip hop. Like 
even though like Kanye didn't say like fuck all these rap niggas, like that's a project that's so special. It inspires other creatives to do something like try to come close. Like Vance says, he's like more focused on like R and B and shit right now. Like if a nigga comes out with a crazy cold rap project right now, I bet Vance would be like, okay, let me try and make something to that level. This like, is true. That'll happen to creators like across the board. So I think like rap will cleanse itself one way or another, whether it be through one artist like Kendrick directly doing it on a verse or like somebody dropping a crazy ass project or just through everybody dying out and then saying, okay, we missed the ocean. I'm not sure that's true though, because I mean, hip hop did come from nothing off rip. That's true. But, but, but listen to this, like back in it, like we in such a different era, the way technology is just advancing. Like back in the day, there was no TikTok, no Vine, no Triller, except whatever you want to call it. There was no social media, but now the name of the game is like blow on social media because like the music itself ain't going to make you the money. Like you got to blow on. That's cap. Like I remember when Soulja Boy was like popping. Everybody was like, fuck Soulja Boy. He's a nigga talking about 2000. Nobody should be making a dance. You're, that's the same thing though. Like Soulja was making music for the blogs and like MySpace and shit. Now it's for Twitter. That's what the money was, and he blew up. And TikTok, and he blew up. Okay, and now, and how many other rappers? Like, how long did that era last? That era lasted like what four years, and it died. That, that era's done. Nobody's making dance music like that for like anymore. That like, era it took a done. break, and now it's rebirth. That era died, and now it's like coming back, and it's gonna die again. Okay, I could I could see that. I could see the cyclical. Maybe hip hop does end up like that, but I feel like. If you end up like us, if we end up in a cycle where now niggas is just trying to make music for TikTok or it ain't like really about the art no more, it's just about trying to blow because you look at artists like Joey Badass, like you look at artists like uh, Mick Jenkins, like these niggas don't have huge followings. Like if you know, I'm not going to say Joey so much because maybe he's he's grown past that a little bit. They have pretty big followings. It's almost like if you know, you know. Like these niggas ain't getting popular on TikTok. Like they not on the YouTube front page. Like, but that was the blog era. That's a whole different era. The way artists were popping was different, and and I guess the whole theory of technology. I guess you were both right in a sense because technology is definitely gonna adapt in the sense that we're in a new era. But I think it will adapt. I'm having an optimistic view in the sense that I think it will adapt and. Taj's format to where uh, people will find ways to use the technology to rebirth the genre or just redefine it because that's how it's been done for the last 20 years. Jay Dilla with the NPC, Kanye with the NPC. Now you have niggas going crazy on the computers and shit like that. So, yeah, I guess we'll see. But the bar is definitely low as hell right now. Like, it's in hell. The bar's in hell right now. <laughs> All right, who has an unheard artist? I do. I'm gonna take it away, man. We're gonna switch it up best for a last, little bit, I guess. Okay. Um, I am playing an artist from Amsterdam. Um, who makes alternative music that I just found off the random. I mean, my man's put me on, but this dude's just like super, just random. Um, looks like a German composer, but he has the voice of an angel. Um, this is Benny Sings Realize. What do you feel when you look like that? Don't think too much, what day it's over. You make me feel like a different man. 
got his drip up. I don't know if you saw he had that chrome hearts on in the studio. He's about to deliver some fire. He left the Indiana Jones jacket at the other studio, I guess. That jacket he was walking around with, that same brown jacket. But he got his drip up. He finally he Have finally got to go to the chrome heart. He got the royalty money from uh that Drake track he did. <laughs> and Drake finally gave him the OVO check. And it's sweet too. I'm pretty sure it's sweet. Have either y'all tried to go to the uh, Chrome Heart store? No, nah, I don't even know. It's one out in LA, probably, huh? Nah, I don't. Yeah, there's, that's that's just the most secretive location. Like, I tried to go where like my when my friends were down here, and it's like covered by bushes, and then like you gotta like talk to a nigga with like a pad, and like he has to check your name off like like you're going into a club. It's like check to see if your name is on the list. Then if your name's not on the list, you gotta call like two days in advance. I'm like, bro. Oh, no, that's how the... Apparel to y'all niggas. Nah, Are you worthy key, enough? That's how the... What's his name used to be? Supreme Store? You used to have to schedule appointments on Melrose. And, like, you would yeah, wait in line. And if you didn't, like, if you got there and, like, you weren't there for your appointment, like, 15 minutes type shit, you just missed your drop. Like, you had to go home and try and schedule an appointment to come into the store another day. But if they're at that level, they on this wild. Nah, I'm not. Sounds interesting. Anyway... The boy Giveon, I don't think he had any problems getting his his Chrome Hearts. Yeah, <laughs> he got a twelve song project coming soon, so I think it's a classic. I'm predicting classic. I'm that's a hot take. I'm predicting classic. First prediction that's hot take of the year. Giveon will deliver us. Giveon classic. One classic project this year, 2021. Come on, Giveon, don't Chance let me you down. smack your lips. You don't you don't believe in Giveon's classic potential. Chance wants to match my bet with. Party do. next door. He just doesn't believe that party next door can do that. I don't Again. like calling albums classic before they come out, though. Chance doesn't believe in calling the album classic until it's been three years post. Facts, niggas be like, "This is a classic." First, like, nigga, show first listen, nigga. What do you mean? You think that um, Snow Allegra? Uh, yes, it is. That uh, album is a classic. There's just there's the certain week, music that after timeless. hours is a classic. And, and I guess I guess Giveon, he's capable of making timeless music, so. We potentially have a classic on our hands, but hopefully it doesn't disappoint. We've seen a lot of niggas come out, had a great rookie year, then they fall off the face of the earth. Speaking of great rookie year, Chance, this isn't a viral tweet. I don't I don't know how what Chance's interactions were, but Chance tweeted, Joey Badass really made 1999 and 19. My shit did not go viral. That shit had one like. <laughs> <laughs> niggas do not fuck with me on Twitter, but that's fine. Like. 
What what are your expectations <laughs> as a Joey fan? What's your expectations for no this likes. upcoming Joey project? Wasn't this just supposed to drop on his birthday? He dropped a single on his birthday. That the single was very hard. In the single, he was talking about his legacy and how like he's harder than like every nigga, which is the same thing he did on that three pack he dropped in twenty twenty. That's facts. Listen, so, like Joey's talking his shit. Oh yeah, that Joey is was hard. I've been saying this. Joey is a top five rapper when he feels like it. easily. Nigga made nineteen ninety nine a classic, flawless project. Better than your favorite rap. Better than your favorite rapper's best shit. He made this shit at seventeen, unsigned. You did, bro. Is goat. I got a lot of love for Joey. That, that was that was actually my question. Like, where does? Because Joey, he's like a interesting figure. Like, he'll drop an album and just disappear for three years. So it's hard to even rank him like next to other rappers. That's Joey not Frank. trendy enough. I can't put Frank in any combos really because he hasn't dropped enough. So Chance says Drake is a top. I mean, Joey is top five when he wants to be. Vance, so how do you view Joey? I'm a big, in the I'm a big Joey sphere. fan. I uh, I was a big fan of 1999, and uh, is before the album the just called? Is the album just yeah? Before, before the, the money. money, badass. Yeah, before the money. Yeah, badass. Triple that, entendre. The self-titled joint. Um, those two <laughs> albums I was in love with. Uh, this one record, Hayes's View. That shit is crazy. But yeah, it's crazy. Um. Yeah, I was bumping that shit crazy in like sophomore year, high school, freshman year. So I'm a big Joey fan. Uh, I'm excited for new music. I was never, I'm not going to cap and act like I was huge on the pro era, like wave when that was a thing. Um, But I was definitely bumping Joey because my brother, he's older and he was bumping Joey. Like that was kind of his generation's thing. So I'm excited for new music. Does he have a project or something coming out? I miss what y'all said. He's been teasing his project since like 2020. I assume it's, it's actually going to come out soon since he dropped a single. Yeah, I assume it's an album. That'd be nice. I like a full project. That's what the streets need. We need that and we need another Isaiah Rashad album. Definitely. Those the two. Streets I think need Rashad, Rashad said his project was done. I, I don't know. I, feel, I don't know if it was one of y'all who tweeted this or it was just a random tweet I saw, but they were like, if SZA's next project is a classic, then she'll officially be number two in TDE. They were like, number two right now is Isaiah Rashad. And I was like, I guess. I guess that <laughs> makes sense. It's just recency bias. But if you look back to when SZA's album first came out, Control, it would be easy to say that Control and then the prior SZA project. Does she have a, She has one project before, right? Z. Yeah, it was like a mixtape, I think. Um, to say that those aren't as good as the Suns tirade and uh, Sylvia demo. Those two are classics. Those two are classics. That's what I'm saying. Okay, so you guys agree Isaiah Rashad number two in TD. Personally, but I wouldn't be mad. Like, in terms of... Now, if SZA drops... I mean, off these singles SZA's dropping, it looks like she's ready to take that throne. And if SZA's number one in the R&B game... I can't put her number three. Into Not that Rihanna's no longer making music. SZA has to be number one. That's what I'm saying. So the only I can't have her at number one and then have her so low at number the, three. I just the can't. only niggas in competition is Snow, SZA. I mean, Summer, and her. How do you guys feel about um, SZA saying she's trying to get Frank Ocean on the Good Days remix? I think uh, Coachella tried to get Frank Ocean on the headliner. And we saw what Frank Ocean, what type of powers he enacted on 2020 to not have to perform at Coachella. So I think the chances of him <laughs> hopping on that Good Days remix is very, very, very sly. I mean, sorry. Very, very, very slim. 
I don't think it's happening. I don't see it, to be honest. Um, I just don't think Frank is doing music right now. But if this was his return to music, that would actually be really, really nice and heartfelt and warm. But I doubt yeah. it. Yeah, I feel like Frank would be. That would be the moment where, like the you know, like right now, the sky is like super dark and like clouds are, like black as fuck. I feel like as soon as this track comes out, that would be the moment where like, the sky just starts to clear <laughs> and there's like a beam of sunshine. <laughs> that would be the yeah. Show. Her and Frank, this would definitely be some shit I had to go run through the fields with, blow blow a dandelion, <laughs> make a wish on a dandelion too. <laughs> <laughs> Chance making a wish on a dandelion is skip crazy. It. Chance skip running it through, through fields, <laughs> barefoot with a silk shirt on, <laughs> near the beach. The nastiest description. <laughs> nah, yo, I know they had. Uh, I'm trying to think. I've seen so many people on Twitter reference Frank Ocean in in reference to the Good Days track. So. It would be really cool if it was one of those things where so many of the fans are talking about it and the artists actually make it happen. Um, so I don't know. Okay, really, just because it's Frank, I don't see it happening. But I feel like if she asks some storybook enough, shit, that's what I'm saying. If she asks, if she finesses it, it could happen. Frank has definitely done features for I'm not gonna say lesser people, but for other niggas that. I mean, he 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 gave meaningful contributions to Astro World. This nigga was, he was on like one of Rocky tracks, right? So I ain't gonna put it out the realm of possibility. But Good Days on its own, I fuck with it. I'm already running through the fields to it. So, <laughs> all right, I imagine Vance running through the fields in that track. Uh, Metro Boomin T's new music, and apparently Freddie Gibbs is set to be linked. Vance, how do yes, you feel about sir. Freddie Gibbs rapping on Metro Boomin? Oh my goodness, that shit. Yes, this is this, this what the streets need. We just need this to nigga gate chance you, has to be my spokesperson right need, now. I'm at a loss of words. <laughs> we need to gatekeep. We just need to assemble our super perfectly. team and take them away from the world. No, those are the two niggas. We that's the album we need to gatekeep the fuck out of. I don't want to see Black Mass remix one of the beats on that album with the fucking Elton John 1990s song. I don't want to see any of these DJs do no freaky shit on the beat. I don't want to see DJ Khaled or Fat Joe do some crazy transition on the beat. I don't want to hear any of that. I want the Metro to Freddie Gibbs album fully played through with no interruptions. And I need that kept away like locked in a vault on some Wu-Tang type shit. You know how that shit was sold online to fucking the dude who raised the price on AIDS and he just kept it in his house? I need that to be. So this is too good. For I the need that to be in the Metro album. <laughs> this would be two good. first team all pros on the same project. I need that. Like that's like the Brooklyn Nets, but not losing to the Cavs. <laughs> that's like the twenty one Metro joint replaced twenty one for Freddie Gibbs. So it's not like the twenty one <laughs> Metro. It's like a, it's like a whole that's other a joint. Basically. <laughs> basically, but we remember how great that was. Now, now, I was telling niggas, I told you niggas when that movie came out with Morgan Freeman on it. He needs to score movies, bro. Metro need to be scoring somebody's movie. This man just say when the movie came out. You mean Savage <laughs> Mode was, Two? You were really, really set through Savage it. Mode Two in awe. I really was. When I heard Morgan on that joint, I was I was at a loss for words. I was like, "This is the greatest." Shit. I'm dying. This nigga really called Savage Mode to a movie with no hesitation twice. <laughs> Metro. All right, we've got another two more projects being teased: the Young Thug, Slime Language, Vance. Well, it's not necessarily slime hates language. the rollout. It's not necessarily slime language. Let's not get it the people is. excited. He said slime, it, it is slime language too. Oh, he confirmed it. 
I mean, they've been teasing the album, and the artwork for this matches the artwork of the last single, which was a single for the album. Um, so I'm I'm expecting this is another single. I think it's this Friday supposed to come out. Um, yes. Thug dropped the artwork. I'm fucking sick of this rollout. I understand that Drake had niggas scary all month and not wanting to drop anything, but that does not give you a, an excuse to just go and drop a single thug and then go ghost on us and not give us any more notes about the release date just because you think that Drake might drop this last week of January and he's keeping quiet. Now you have to postpone your album maybe until February. I'm sure Drake, I'm sure Drake Listen, go and, and now, and now... That Drake didn't drop. Everybody's dropping their shit in January. As soon as Drake posts the fucking announcement that he's not dropping in January. So many release dates dropping. Everybody comes out of the dark <laughs> saying, yo, I'm dropping. It's all good, yo. Everybody is all cleared. Just false alarm. Basically. Well, niggas want to get their shit off as soon as possible before any Drake hype comes back. And my you know- thing is, at this point, the whole concept of... A rollout and a release schedule. It's just, it's done. And that was kind of the question I was posing to you guys just about like, does it matter for you guys whether an artist has a release schedule, a two or three week release schedule kind of rollout before their album drops? Or can you have an, would you be okay with your favorite artist announcing a project? And then maybe giving you a couple snippets on IG, and then not saying anything about it, and then dropping nah. it randomly. Like that Beyonce, that Beyonce drop. I'm gonna credit her because I think she did it. She first. started it. She but started the wave specifically with Drake. That if you're reading this too late, just waking up one morning and seeing a whole new project out from the goat. It's like a great feeling, nigga. Like it's like Chris. It's Drake like, is a special It's like waking example. up on Christmas Drake is morning. A- but you ain't know it was Christmas Eve. It's like I'm not letting you do this. I'm not letting you do this because we had the same conversation in my industry class too, and we were saying you can't use these anomalies. Beyonce, Drake, they did do a great job of it, but they're also two of the five biggest artists in the world. Hey, that's and that was my point. For, exa- for example, yeah, for example, Slime and B released like they had and it dropped and it sold sixteen thousand per week, and that's why it underperformed. And I was telling niggas, oh yeah, Slime and B is my sleeper <laughs> of the year. It's my dark horse. And what did I say? Now, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm trying to go to sleep. And then the next room, I hear, I hear Slime and B. I hear a nigga blasting Slime and B. And I'm like, niggas would just kill a Slime and B. But I was like, nobody Slime was B killing nice. it. Nobody was killing it. <laughs> That's just But, me. yeah, I don't know. I just, I'm so curious about, and, and it's not, it wasn't even an announcement. I just posted artwork. And I understand the whole mystical kind of image if, you stay low key like Frank Ocean and people don't know really what you're up to, then that could be a potential um, marketing tactic. But I-, I want presentation back. I like rollouts. I feel like these niggas are lazy right How now. How you know he's just not confident in his project? It might not be a big deal. I mean, let's be honest. The first slime language was the worst project Wasn't a big, has ever that's been That's what a part I'm saying. Of. He didn't treat it like a big deal, the first one. And I feel like I'm done and it was with bad. Thug being at a he point where like it was a not Thug, bad. Thug is not at a point where he can was drop projects and not treat them like a big deal. Thug was is an A-list was not artist. Thug's worst project. It was his worst. No. What's his worst? What's One? worse than what's worse? Language? What's worse than sign language? The collab that's with Future was easily no, it's not. Not, it's not. It's not. Yes, it that's was. not true. It's not true. When was the last time you listened to sign language? Language has like two songs. Sign language 
has like two skips. What? <sighs> this, who? I've never heard somebody <laughs> listening. Other than Chanel, go get it. When that was popping, I would. I had not heard a nigga listen to another song from Slime Language. And Dirty Shoes or whatever that song is called with Gunna. Yeah, it was literally like that was kind of Gunna's. I'm not gonna say it's coming out party. That was kind of his coming out party. So the Gunna tracks was nice. I want y'all to. I want y'all to just re-listen to Slime I re- Language. I did recently, throughout the next week. No, 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 please, please, please. It was not good. Re-listen to it. I'll listen again. I'm but telling I'll, I'll you, it's a good album. I'm. Like, this is an album that I re- revisit like once a month. That's crazy. A good project. Regardless. This is like you calling that uh, "Beautiful Thugger Girls" a classic. This is even crazier than that. "Beautiful Thugger Girls" is a classic. That shit is different. I'll die on that hill. That's one of the best albums to drop this. Nah, I fuck with "Beautiful Thugger Girls." This shit. Nah. I didn't like, but I didn't like the original slime language. So I, I'm, I'm the reason this the reason too. this rollout is like pissing me off is because one it, it warrants like takes like chances of like slime language um, too is not, like, not good, being bro. confident about. We slime gonna do a language. poll. We gonna see who and like, like nobody. I remember when slime language first came out. Nobody even knew slime language came out. Like it was just one of those projects that was just there. And I don't want slime language two to be like that. And two, like what Vance said, Young Thug is too big to still be doing this. Like I don't really give a fuck. Type rollout, like is he though? Is he? Yeah, he sold a. You finally broke the threshold with your last project. You finally sold a hundred. Music is all about the numbers you were supposed to do. Like, don't go back to being the artist that's everybody's questioning. Why is Young Thug only selling thirty thousand? Like, this is why you only sell thirty thousand because you don't give a fuck about your rollout. Like, please, Young Thug, take it serious. Get the credit you deserve. That's why it's making me. I don't think real niggas know though. It's one of the things where real niggas know. I don't need credit from you if you're not a real nigga. And it's like that. Real niggas know what Thug brings to the table. As a fan of Young Thug, I want him to get all the acclaim. I don't want him to just be a 30,000 like, first week sales person that niggas just throw to the side. I want all his projects to be championed as they deserve for the quality that they are. Well, let's hope Slime Language 2 is it's better than his first showing because Slime Language 1, too many skips. Last project to be teased, we got Culture 3. Uh, Quavo oh, God. Teased. Not he another. Said, not this again. This is killing brain said, cells right he, now. He said the countdown has started. No, no, no. Uh, no not no, Culture no. 3. Pause it. Pause the timer, Quavo. Migos haven't disbanded yet, bro. <laughs> like, everybody who grew up with Migos has outgrown Migos. You bump into Migos, you bring it, You bump into a 25-song Migos project in 2021. Yo, if a nigga no, plays, if a nigga plays my, Migos in my whip in 2021... I'm telling him to get out. I think I think it's done for Superstar Migos. We saw them try to drop like 10 singles last year and not one of them connected, even though the Young Boy track was a very good song. None of them really stuck. They had a Travis. They tried to do a Travis cheat code. That didn't stick. So I think Superstar Migos, I think that's dead. And I think Trap Migos, like their origins, I don't even think they can return that. I think they've been living too lavish to even make a good Trap album. But we'll see. I don't know. It's just like, you got to credit Migos, though. They managed to somehow stay relevant of mixtapes, a single here or there. Like, in, in the time between Versace, which was what? Like, late 2011? 2012, maybe? When was I think Versace? it was like 2012. It was, it was definitely no later than 2012. They managed to stay relevant between that time and the first culture. Because in between that, we got what? Maybe like two, three mixtapes. And then... Yeah. You know, uh, Versace was 2013, and I think uh, we got the first like we got the first culture in 2016. Between that, I think we got No Label Two, which had Ounces, Handsome and Wealthy, 
Emmett Smith first forty eight. Had That's a couple hits. Fight night. So they, they found a way to they found a way to get some hits on there. So you gotta respect them. But I don't know. They kind of like uh, they did culture two. Culture two wasn't good. Then we got a solo project from each of them. It didn't help. It doesn't help either that back then a lot of other Atlanta artists were making music very much in that same kind of sound as Migos, that trap sound. But those artists have gone and transcended into their own, like a thug, for example. He was featured on a lot of the old Migos songs and sounding very similar to Migos in the style. But now you put Quavo and Thug on a song, like they're going to, just the way they're going to sound in your head, you think it's going to be too, because Thug is so, um, he's just making such different music than he was making in 2014. Damn. I think the fact that Migos kind of lost a lot of their peers because the other peers kind of glowed up on them a little bit. I don't know what sound they could really bring to the table that I would be impressed by and thinking, hey, this is a, a cool new sound. I don't know if Migos is really capable of that, but... I don't know. I feel like Quavo's... I feel like he's talented enough he to needs really... needs to get rid of the auto-tune first. That's first. I, yeah. <laughs> but I think Quavo's like... He's a he's he's pretty good at being able to adapt to other people's sound and, and kind of switch it up a little bit. But as for offset and takeoff, I think they could spit, but... I don't know. Maybe maybe they surprise us. Whoa, maybe they surprise us. Offset. I respect Offset. That's what I'm saying. They all three talented in their own way. I'm saying solo Quavo brings the crazy. Hook, the bravado. He brings the Offset swag. Offset had the best the solo album, and he had that 21 um and Metro collab where he was like, "Oh shit." Okay, that's what I'm saying. I think I think I think I'm not saying it's all bad. I think there's potential there. Like I said, I think each 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 member of the group brings something to the table, but they can't go back with the same old formula. I mean, they can, and they might do numbers, but I don't know how we're going to feel about it. Migos is done. We okay. had this conversation in, like, the first episode of the podcast. Yeah. Migos already, they already they already have a legendary career. But if they do manage to somehow yeah, they hold a all fame. eyes on, and make huh? Culture 3, like, some new sound, then I will never say another bad word about Migos. They, like, literally, they're, like, the only remaining rap group for real. Okay, Griselda completely. No, they're not a group. The they don't. <laughs> I mean, like Griselda a unit. Like Migos is like a unit. Like they, they don't just, really do their own thing. Griselda dropped an entire album, but Griselda's not a unit. Like they dropped an album together. Not a unit. They dropped it's a song together on every. Bro, it's not the same as Migos. It's the exact same as Migos. <laughs> would you would would you call it that? Really? They they're more solo. Like Migos. Literally, Migos. They're more ago, solo. Dropped their first they're solo more, projects. Okay, they have one more, solo project each. Griselda's like a collective, of like course, era, of course, like they're not era, the exact same like group, Chance. But Griselda is a rap group. They yeah. dropped a group album. Niggas say Dreamville is a rap group, even though that shit does not count. That's what I'm saying. That, that I I equate Griselda to maybe a little bit more than Dreamville. Like it's like a bunch of niggas who do their own thing and they come together. And give us a project every once in a while. And like, you know, they call themselves a crew. But I digress. And that's it for episode 50. Chance, you want to take it away with your unheard artist? Or do we have last words first? I have no words. Fuck with us on the socials. Everybody have a great end of January. This is no holidays. Was MLK Day last weekend? Was that Monday? No, that was last, was Monday. last Monday. Never mind. I don't even think we shout out MLK. Damn. It's Black History Month soon, though. So. 
Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know where Vance was taking us with his last words. Uh, thank you for the fifty episodes. If you fucked with us this far, thank you. Yeah, go share this shit, man. Go turn this up. But um, this is another person I wish we get an album from soon. Sid, man, she's definitely in that top, especially female R&B artist category when she drops music. But she hasn't really done that in a little minute since that last internet project. But this is from an EP by her that I really like. It's called Bad Dream, No Looking Back. Deeper than still artists. Exploring your peaks and your hills You'll be fainting the thrills Cause you're a freak on the low And I'll go as deep as can go As deep as can go You let me know that it's real When you get mad on the phone I be hating the tone There's just a lot going on I think you know I'm missing you still But maybe you don't Don't let me get you alone Podcast over, dog.